0: gentlemen what's up this is the Copstars podcast i'm your host always colin mccallister stupid host colin mccallister <laughs> we're not hitting the record but i'm like a fucking idiot we're here episode 203 uh with new coming guests filmmakers boston van sickle and wayne d bear how the fuck are you guys doing today Again. <laughs> again. Doing great, man. Again, it's great to see you.
1: Yeah, man, it's <laughs> good to t- meet <laughs> you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, oh, this is the first time I've seen you ever. Oh right my gosh. here. <laughs>
2: this is the first time I'm saying, hey, man, it's good to see you. Again. <laughs> here we go. And take 13. Here we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's We're a weekend. There. You guys are disturbing me my weekend.
2: Yeah, my, our bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> it's like, look at me. Man, I'm only here on like about... hour and 20 of sleep so like i'm more than willing to just come in and crash and just come chill and see how you do
0: yeah exactly well we were talking before we realized that uh we had misstarted that um, one of the trying things that uh you know iowa filmmakers all iowa filmmakers experience is like the time on the road and, you know, it, talking about your film that um, that you that I got a chance to see today. Um, I mean, that film deals with a lot of like on the road travel. So, you know, I can imagine you guys, you know, understand that, understand the aspect of like, you know, I think every Iowa filmmaker, they have their podcasts and they have their shit that they are prepared for hitting the road. You know, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah,
1: when we were uh, making the movie. It was, yeah, so Ankeny to Newton. So it was about 45 minutes, right? About yeah, about drive. 45 to 50. But that was there back location. every day, you know. And my car at the time was on like its last leg. Like, I, <laughs> I, we, we drove. So we go there back and forth every day, like almost every day, like most days of the week. And then we'd be there for like, you know, 14 hours or whatever. Mm. And then like, uh, drive back that night. So I, we always leave at like 8 a.m., get back at like 5 a.m. the next day type of thing. Mm. And it was just like all that back and forth by the time we were done shooting the movie my my car was like toward the end on the interstate was like rattling and i was so (laughs) nervous i was like i have thousands of dollars worth of our equipment in my car because i had the bigger car to carry all the shit so i was like if this if this thing just busts down going 75 miles per hour we're all fucked like we're like halfway through shooting i was terrified i just
2: remember one of the days we were actually driving together just said i was like okay i won't pack up the mustang at all and we won't just like go down there i was just driving with you and i heard the shake i was like so this is what independent filmmaking is like. Right? You can see the steering wheel. Dude, when we finished the movie,
1: I finally got an oil change. And at Walmart, the guy, it's been like 20 minutes, and he goes, We need to see Wayne build up to the or whatever station. And I show up and I'm thinking, oh, it's done already. And then can't come is out there and he's like, hey, did you just buy this car? And I go, uh, no. And he's like, How long have you had it? I was like, like three years. And he goes, You were like. 13,000 miles. No, it was more than that, wasn't oh, yeah. it? It was like 20,000. I swear to God, it was like 20,000 miles over and over and over and Yeah, and he literally goes, We've just, I've never seen this before in all my like 30 years of doing this. I've never seen it this bad. He goes, We opened it up, and he's like, It smelled so awful. And he's like, It was just a bunch of crud. It was just pure black. He's just yeah, like, You dude.
2: offended me with how much you fucked <laughs> yeah. this and car. And he's up. looking
1: at me, right, dude? He's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, Does that mean they're not going to fix it? So like,
0: is this the blue car?
1: No, no, no. This is my uh oh, this, is just the, this it, was our personal. Just personal... Yeah. it wasn't used in the no, Not the film. that one. Uh, we just okay. used that That like came to scent. We only use it for the days of shooting.
0: I see. But like okay. uh
1: that was b- a bar from a friend. But uh
0: But still, just like beating yeah. the fuck out of your
1: car. Right, yeah. dude. And he was like he's like, we're going we got it done. Like we're working on it. It's gonna be fine. But I just had to it's almost like he just had to meet the guy yeah. that had the worst <laughs> oil changes ever seen in his fucking life. <laughs> he
2: just calls you back and he's like, hey, this is fucked up. Yeah, or, This th- right here, this should not happen. All my twenty literally,
1: right. he's like all my 20s some years I've never seen it this like, bad. Bob, call together, the DMV. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> take this guy's license away. From
1: yeah, that. this guy. <laughs> now, but that shit was gnarly. But yeah, a lot of travel, a lot of shit. Even yeah, my car even suffered
2: quite a bit too. Like I remember, like I was dragging all that stuff in the back of that cramped Mustang. Yeah, and it was like almost felt like it was dragged on the back end, just like just... yeah, dude, it
1: was rough. Yeah, it's like you had a bunch and of no too breaks. many sandbags in the back of your car. Yeah, <laughs> but we got it <laughs> done. Poor cars. Yeah.
0: Try to keep the mic up to your oh yeah to your mouth closer like that yeah you guys are good uh so you, this film you guys are it hasn't officially come out yet
2: is that right no yeah we're still in post production it's been kind okay. of a long haul on that just kind of due to budget you know and just sure and sure then kind of just learning too is just yeah that's something we
1: kind of right, took together
2: right. um, well, plus
1: Boston's doing like all of the editing you know what I mean so it's not like there's a multiple help. there's not a team you know sure it's pretty much sure. just us yeah. yeah I mean
2: don't get me wrong it's like I love having when we have to. Like bring back a cut of the week and i'm like hey let's watch this back and oh, you have yeah. and you always give great advice editing wise mm-hmm. and good direction in that sense which also helps that along
1: oh yeah form. it's a good like a uh, collaborate you know like both like he'll say something and then we'll, i'll say something and we'll form this cool new idea kind of thing yeah so but yeah it's been a long post-production but we're nearing the end of it yeah we're getting really close
0: awesome awesome and how long has that post-production uh train been going
1: kind of started more um about three months
2: after we wrapped film in 2021 so it was around oh, October, wow. okay. november 2021 and then i just spent most of like that year and a half on sound and then actually when i first met you actually in DMAC at sound in sound class <laughs> i was still hauling on and i remember listening back wow. to that cut yeah. back then i was like oh god this is fucked
1: up <laughs> right yeah no a lot went into the sound like Makes who was
0: <laughs> no. yeah no um I didn't realize you had filmed that long ago. How long was that filming process?
1: Uh, well, we started in April, because for the month of April, we did... We had all, we What went, year, though? Oh, in 2021, yeah. yeah we spent okay, a year so in 2020
2: just, to do it pre-production, because we wanted to, after the pandemic, we were like, let's take a year, really flesh out the script, not worry about casting right now. We'll get a good sense yeah. of what we need. And sure. And just spend a lot on post-production. Because
1: we had, like... The Version of the script that we thought was the main script that we uh, were gonna shoot in 2020, yeah. So we're gonna do open casting calls in March of 2020, which is the month that COVID really hit. So, like, we we're like, no one's gonna come to this open casting call thing, so we'll just uh, not to mention filming at that time, right? It would just been so, yeah. So we're like, we're we'll just cool. have to eat it and just wait a year and do it the next summer, which is what we did, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, I commend you, uh, you know, putting forth a project <clears throat> in that time, you know, I think making a film kind of you know, this. Like if you were to start this year, it wouldn't be near as challenging in you know, right. a lot of those aspects as it was then. So you know, I uh, I commend you for that.
1: Well, but to answer your question, the uh, so if we started in April, did rehearsals at sure, the house we sure. were renting. Um, so we did that for the month of April. Just had rehearsals. Like we had like A team, B team, like story wise, and we split them up. Oh and wow! We just yeah. wanted to
2: have the actors a good because ch- that's what I, kind of feedback I've gotten from actors in the past. Like even when I was at DMAC or even after DMAC, I was always getting some good feedback from the actors, like what it is they kind of need and what kind of would help them along the process. One of them was like trying to understand the characters and why they're there and how the story is driven. So, and that's also something I learned in animation too. It was mm, trying sure. to come up with a character sheet of like who, what, where, when, why, and how.
1: And sometimes they like start with the... Uh... With the uh, actors that they cast them, and then they just show up on sets. Like, All right, let's do it. You know, so we wanted to have actual intimacy, so we got to know each other, kind of became like a team, and uh, really helped flesh out the characters and get everyone's chemistry going. So by the time we ever filmed, the chemistry with everyone was phenomenal. Oh, definitely, because they are they became friends in that month. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was cool,
2: and it was a very tight knit crew. It was just mostly you, me, and who are we on this? Had on sound like was Garrett or Perman. yeah,
1: we have like a buddy of us, a buddy of ours doing like sound. Um, so like it was just like a, it was a very kind of guerrilla. And it was like just trying to
2: build that trust between both your cast and your crew. And then mm-hmm. if they had the good trust in us. I felt like we had a good trust in them. We, we, were, gonna make, like, we were just going to make a great project if we had that good yeah, respect yeah. with each other. Hell
0: yeah. Hell yeah. So how. So this is my question, because I mean, you I mean, you started. So you filmed from April to November that year, right? So April, no,
1: April, it was only through the summer. So April through through like August, August 15th, 15th was when yeah. we wrapped. Okay, yeah, so, so it's, just, it's like for almost four months. Yeah. yeah. So
0: how did you manage to, I mean, I guess, like, how would you manage to get this many people? Because that's the thing that I found really impressive about your film is like the number of extras and the number of like characters and people that you had involved. Like, you know, I'm putting together something right now. And like, I, you know, that's always been a struggle for me getting people to uh, finding people to, you know, be able to do that. So like, how did you guys, you know, find that group and like, you know, also cultivate that whole thing?
2: Well, we literally just went on Iowa Film and a couple other places. We asked for a casting call, and we made it clear. And that's something I also learned in theater. It's like everyone gets a part, um, you know, regardless of how small or big. And I'm sure everyone always wants to be involved in a project, so I always extend that opportunity. Mm. So when we had people come into the audition, we said, well, what kind of part are you kind of aiming for? What's like your second favorite? Would you be willing to even play an extra if, you know, all the parts get filled? because I right. just want to give them something they have an experience and a lot of them were just willing to also just want to be involved in the project there's excitement and what I mean to have them work with them. even if I couldn't cast one apart I I needed to fill. I knew I wanted to work with that person too in some way sure. just so really yeah. open.
0: So were you how are you reaching out though was like with through, through so, Facebook or yeah. a literally
1: okay. we just all pretty much everyone that was in the movie almost everyone was someone that we posted a link I mean a post on Iowa film page. About the open casting call. And then, like, everyone... We rented a house at the time. So, everyone that... Almost everyone in the movie was someone that came to the house and actually auditioned. Yeah. yeah Which was cool. We were surprised. We were really shocked by the turnout. We, yeah. we had, like, 30 auditions or something. Like, more than we needed. It was, like... Cr- it was crazy. We were really, oh, yeah. like... We were very grateful that everyone, like... I also love how even the it.
2: script would even evolve based on our, our casting yeah, decisions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because we find someone that... Would, the, the character was like this. And then we cast someone else. And it was, like... It kind of became more like that. And that's what we did a lot of that in April, too. Is, like, we're able to like work the characters a little bit so this actor fits it better type of thing
2: or just being able to see like how that character is actually going to act if you start thinking fourth dimensionally right. about okay we casted this actor I was like why did I cast this actor and what can I see on screen if I start to visualize them doing it because
1: mm. yeah and then um I don't even think you've gotten to this party but the B story of the film um pretty much all the actors almost all the actors in that section of the film were uh, friends of ours that like okay. Uh, okay yeah yeah like the main uh Boyfriend of Estella's character, uh, Jesse, it's played by our homie Jimmy Steffens. He's mm-hmm. actually, a, he was really, that was his first acting role. He did a great job. He even had a, like he was, like he had a barber, he had a barber plan. So he went there every weekend and made sure the guy shaved the head looked exactly the same way it did every single time. And, oh, wow. Uh, he was totally he, professional and dedicated, oh, yeah. which I
2: totally dug. Oh, yeah. I respected that more often. And I kind of, we kind of just needed that. It was like he gave us that full
1: support and we kind of gave him full. Right. Back. Someone who wasn't an actor, he just kind of dove right in, you know?
0: Yeah, so so I know you, me, uh, Boston. You and yeah. I we met in school, but um, or in class. But uh, like, did you guys have any prior filming experience up to this? Like, did like you know? Because it sounds like you guys had a pretty good, like you know, having the haircuts multiple days. You know, you guys at least had a pretty good understanding of you know film going. Into yeah, this.
1: well, really, because uh, we met in video production back in uh 2017, right when yeah. we started going to college. Um, and oh, uh, all the way back then. Yeah, yeah. So when, we've been friends since then. We haven't. We've been making the. We've been working on the movie since like you know twenty nineteen October. Kind of yeah. T- kinda, yeah. Okay. So we yeah we go way back in that sense. He's one of the first friends I made when I moved to Ankeny. Okay. And nice. he. Uh, what were we been talking about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know,
2: yeah. It was, we met back in twenty seventeen over at DMAC. Oh, so I went to so still run it. by Steve Shot, and it, uh, um, we were only going for the diploma back then because they didn't have a degree.
1: Yeah, it was evolving okay. while we were in the courses. The whole thing. And, was, uh, I was
0: okay. So there. you came back.
2: I well, came back after they came into a degree. Oh, I, was I see. For. They were supposed to also. They were supposed to also be building that sound like department or a new building for the sound studio, which would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, I think
0: okay. So I'm actually interviewing Miguel um, next week, and I think he mentioned that they actually have done it pretty good. I don't know if it's good. The building, but I, when you were still there, yeah. they had the recording studio. I think that thing has been
1: flushed out pretty. And I well.
2: actually I love what Jason West did to that. Yeah. Thing too. I mean, I was even surprised we got that far with it oh
1: yeah shout yeah. out jason west i like that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's a cool guy
0: um that you know that whole program i think for you know something especially in iowa i think it's a really good opportunity for um anyone that like just wants to kind of dip their foot in the industry and all that it's a good uh it's a good thing to do.
1: Yeah, for you know, sure. Um, but, but yeah, so Bazzi, uh really the, most of the stuff that we shot together was just stuff we shot like, in class. And then we did some uh, weddings outside of, uh, for like, a little bit with a group of friends we had at the time. Uh, but besides, this is our first real like, I'd say. We did a couple short films. You
2: know, We did actually, this film was actually based off a of proof of concept we did for a 48 film. Oh. Yeah, it was, okay. the
1: 48-hour film festival thing was like a, a dark comedy. So yeah. it was like a dark comedy about these cannibals that... Uh, like, like, yeah, so it's Campbell's was like, can't a girl. And pretty much the scene of, like, her in the show, oh, the scene when you first meet her character, like, uh, the short film's pretty much that, just like a dark comedy version, you know? And then it kind of ends, um, obviously, much shorter. But so we took that, and we're like, why don't we just make that into the full thing? So that's yeah. when we had the idea for this actual movie. We, originally, I was writing the script, and we were trying to write it as a dark comedy. And as I was uh, writing it, just, the jokes just weren't working. Like it just wasn't, the comedy probably should, couldn't get it to work. And then so Bossi read what I had about maybe like no twenty pages or so and while I was trying to work on that, he was writing a different version that was just straight dark without the comedy part of it. And, um, so pretty much he wrote, he wrote everything that happened in my script that I've written so far was exactly what happened in his same beats and everything, but it was just like, took out the comedy part and wrote it a little more distinctive. Mm. And, uh, some of I was, he was like, I don't want to like be like rude or French or anything, but like, I was kind of writing my own version. And so I was like, like, would you want to read it? And I was like, yes, I sat down and read it. And I was like, I finished it. And and the way he writes is like a novel. Like the scripts Mm. are like, you read it and he like, it really feels like you're reading like a novel. It doesn't feel like you're writing a script. It's very, everything's fleshed out and the writing. is beautiful. And I'm reading it, and I was just like, damn, dude, you gotta finish this script. This is so much <laughs> better than my shit. It's so much better. Like, what it was, so we, from then on, it just became more of a dark thing instead of a dark comedy thing. Well, it was like we knew the structure of what we wanted to film. Right. Kind of we had the film. outline already. But done. after
2: we're like, I think it was right after we saw Joker that that month. It was when was I was it like then? it was because we watched that film and I was like <laughs> I really have always wanted to do something more of a dramatic character study. Right. Hey, it's something. right behind you too. Yeah, I saw the poster. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that movie that movie I I don't understand the, like the mixed reviews I hear nowadays about that movie oh it's uh, I think reviews. it's all <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all political I don't know like, yeah, I not,
0: think it was for that movie okay like I won't say that about every movie but for out. this movie in particular it was 100% political like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the right. mixed like, like the, you watch that movie and you're like this is a fucking fantastic movie right. like how Fuck can anybody for, have yeah. a problem with this <laughs> right, except
2: then, that person anybody know? who <laughs> brings politics into art is just like looking for an argument that can't win
1: that's just never Thing, yeah, but it was like everyone fucking loved it. We'll get off that, but I, mean, like, I, also I didn't it. really like when
2: people compare that movie to Tax Driver and like King of Comedy. I got it, but I was
1: also yeah, you like, what you're saying, but I, I can
0: understand thematically and stylistically. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can understand, I can that, see but seeing this I,
1: inspiration, but yeah, I'm saying like it's its own thing. but yeah,
2: no, I get you, but that's also kind of what art is you know, you find people that inspire you, and that's just gonna leak into your work regardless. Well, true, yeah, 100, you know, even if you don't even mean it or not, fair. Mm-hmm.
1: but it's like not like the whole film is like a, yeah. Trying to be taxi driver. Yeah. It's like it's own totally different thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, it, it it's, it's own in a sense as right. well. You know, I mean, well, I mean, it is really its own. Like it, it, I don't know. Like people kind of have this debate all the time, like whether, you know, going along in a film franchise, like straight to the point, like with, like, you know, how the comic books go versus like going off and doing your thing, like which one's better. And like, You know, I've always been more of a fan of the idea of like taking a source material and like making it your own. I think that's like, I I think more of that should be encouraged. Like, I, you know, that's part of why I don't really, I'm not, don't really vibe with either the Marvel or the DC franchises for the most part because like they just, it's like, it's like, I have arguments with like this all the time with people. It's like, it's like fucking copy cutter like a carbon copy of another carbon copy like it's that's all well, it is it becomes is.
1: just like one long commercial for the next one you know? exactly like people literally go to these movies just for the end credit scene so they know like what's gonna happen next like no one even who even gives a shit at this point you know about the specific movies <laughs> you know I don't know I don't know I don't want Disney coming from my neck but I'm just saying like that's how I, that's I, how I felt. You know, I mean, after
2: after you watched Endgame, like I honestly didn't really want to see anything else. After, right? I after was like, so satisfied
1: years. with that. I was like, "Dude, yes, this can be the end. I love it. It makes me feel whole inside." Mm-hmm. But also, I grew up on those characters. Now they're trying to make more characters for next generation of kids and all this stuff. But I'm like, "But that was. It just feels like couldn't it just stop right there and start yeah. again. Instead of like taking all that and move, going off of into the next shit, just stop right there and just completely wait a start minute and develop
2: again. something." You know, right. think about it a little bit. Right,
1: dude. Because now it was like, we have to drop a movie every year. You know, that type of thing where they have to. It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. It's a, lot.
0: It's, a it's a pure money game. Right. It's a pure money game. Do you guys think that that train's ever going to stop? Or do you think it's nah. going to well, be forever?
2: I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's they're going gonna... to find a way to evolve it in the way it's already yeah. being burned out creatively. Because you watch the new stuff that's coming out, and it feels so like, like what you were talking about before, copy cutter. and just, But it's way more obvious now. It's like you're seeing mm. right through it. And I don't really know if I would really blame the studio as much as I would just like, I feel like they're overworking themselves for like what reason?
1: Right, yeah. China. Yeah. (laughs) China. China. Um, That's the reason. No, I don't know. As
2: South Park would say. Oh, on, Come on. We got to go get you. We got to.
1: But no, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, but I think they're starting to like make less and less money. I think the only way they'll stop is if they, it's, the you know the dead horse stops spitting out money you know I mean? so once they're like they're not making yeah. money anymore like I said I think Boz is right where it's not going to stop it's just going to evolve so I mean we'll see what happens I know James is doing the, the DC stuff now see if he does something different with it I don't know like they might have to become that thing where eventually someone else just has to take the reins and do something different
2: or whatever yeah. well I, I saw an article from the the guy who played um, Carmi and the Bear what's his
1: name oh what is his name phenomenal played actor. Lip
2: Gallagher and Shameless that actor. I don't know his name. Um, he's like is that the right main now. character? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: okay. I, I know the
1: actor. And then he's yeah. going to be in the new Iron Claw movie with Zac Efron. That looks so Dude, fucking honestly, good. Yeah. Dude, the H20, you heard about that one? The H24? <laughs> no. It's about the... Uh, These it, two wrestler brothers. In well, the it's 70s, like five basically. of them. They were, they were like in like the... Young Ric Flair days of, like, the pro wrestling. And, they, dude, it looks so fucking good. Like, dude, Zac Efron is yoked, man. He's, like, he's got that, like, bubble gut, huge. Like, it's, like, dude, it's disturbing. And, like, it's about, like, these, like, brothers. Apparently they all had a bunch of, like, mental stuff going on. It's supposed to be a very tragic story. I don't know. Hmm. But it's an H 24 film. It's just, it's going to be so fucking good. It's called the Iron Claw. Check it out, you know? <laughs> Iron Claw. It comes out December or something, I think. Yeah, I think so. But the like. Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. Oscar to contender season. Yeah, right. Yeah. At the, that's right. Right at the end when you can be considered for an Oscar.
2: It was like one of the first trailers I saw for a movie in a while. I was like, okay, someone's actually right. dipping back into a little bit of style. Yeah, definitely. Or just a little bit more personal.
1: We're actually like, here to promote the Iron Claw <laughs> <laughs> huge shout get, out yeah.
2: get your mullet get ready and out. go out there the fuck it's fuck time to get your headband on you neon
1: <laughs> brother stone cold ain't got time for no <laughs> this is pre-stone cold buddy this is my <laughs> I don't nature know boy shit alright 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 All right. I digress I digress
0: I don't know wrestling either. So uh,
1: I'm not huge. I even grew up with my brother. He watches it as like an art form. He watches the Japanese shit, the WWE. Oh wow! He, he watches them all. He loves it. His little, my little niece, my perfect little niece, uh, Yael. She's like two. She just turned two. November fifth. Shout out, Yael. yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but she, uh, so that they, she'll watch, sit there and watch wrestling with him. She goes, like she like loves it. It's crazy. He does like wrestling moves on, through like choke slams around the couch and stuff. And fucking, <laughs> but she's she's a tough one, man. Like uh, it's it's hilarious. But no, they, they love it. He like I said, he literally watches. He has at, at home still, my parents' house still has a closet full of DVDs of like wrestling. It's like yeah, it's wild. He's into it. Anyway. Damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, we've had people come through the podcast too that like they are really dedicated to like whether it's WWE or whatever niche fucking right.
1: Those thing people about, it's wild. that like know everything. You know, back in seventeen, you know, nineteen seventy six, this guy did. That. I'm like, dude, I don't know enough about anything. At Calm all. down. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that much about anything to ever sit there and be and have. It's like I'm excited. So, okay, you're excited, it's just, but it's just right. going. But right I have my no head. fucking clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Give me a condensed. I'm more interested right. in
2: how much you know and how much you're giving me. Also, these, I can't these
1: numbers mean nothing to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One time, I met a guy at a bar, and I went to his house, and he had an actual Bob Dylan shrine. Like oh, it, a shrine. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty. Well, it had, it had magazine covers. They had vinyls. Oh, wow. They had like all these little knickknacks that were like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is his <laughs> thing, or whatever. And like, he was so Damn. proud of this. Do I chant to,
1: to night moves just as much as anybody else but that's pretty that's a gnarly thing to have. It's
0: wild. Yeah. I can't imagine like I was thinking about this the other day. I can't imagine like giving that much material right. into like like look, I mean I am not even shitting anyone. Just for me personally like the person who has like 20,000 like merch items are like oh I have this whole collection like yeah. I, I I can't like in my mind justify spending that much exactly.
1: on that's I'm like have on a couple yeah. a couple
0: is like right. okay I can grapple with that
1: and that shit's not cheap y'all you know, that merch so it's like yeah that's like thousands of thousands of dollars yeah
0: well and you know what there's a really good chance that it could like devalue like right. it, it, it has like a certain potential then eventually everybody's just like ah well we don't give a fuck anymore yeah right, all your dude. Pokemon cards are worth <laughs> less than shit? a cent a pop now because right. nobody gives a fuck <laughs> and, like Beanie babies dude
1: yeah <laughs> that was like a crazy that shit was nuts i mean i didn't know i was like what was it 99 It was in the 90s So whatever It was like but, early like 2000s Was like. it Alright yeah. but I don't It's not like gonna remember Any of this shit But I just know That was a crazy thing And now they're like Worthless pretty much They were always worthless man. I know <laughs> That's people, what they didn't tell but you But they <laughs> were going
2: <laughs> That's why your mom Has it in a bag It just sits there In the closet They never mentioned. shit Mom I'm telling you this So you know You gotta just Throw that shit out Oh god <laughs> dude It's okay It has no value <laughs> No, None of the kids Are gonna want it <laughs> Move on It was an era of We just gotta move on that oh, that's, <laughs> fair, that's fair. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send
0: this clip to your mom. we going to find out who your mom is. That's funny oh, as fuck. God. Yeah, you know, my uh, my grandma was a hoarder. And they, uh, they like, spent a good couple years fucking cleaning out, like like, 30 years worth of National Geographic, like, old, like bottles of alcohol but like not even like an alcoholic just like half empty bottles like they not even like that they were big drinkers right. they just like collected so much yeah man. they just right. fucking built up dust you know
1: that's another stuff that you do in a frat house you know yeah I mean? like, yeah, yeah like yeah, exactly. this is from fucking friday night dude yeah this made beer. shake it out it's like a Pyramid or some shit, but yeah. like all that, I don't know, man.
0: I just remember as a kid, like, i thinking it was so cool. And then right. you grow up, you're like, oh no, this is mental illness.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. you no, this is yeah, cool. <laughs> so kid, no, it's like, it's just garbage sitting around my home. Oh, wow. <laughs> Like, that's what adults do. That's sick, dude. And then all of a sudden, oh no, you just have a problem. Got it. There's literally mental illness. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, we just cleaned out my grandma's,
2: house, well, my grandfather's house because, like, we, he just moved into a retirement home. We used to, oh, okay, later, his wife died. And we just find all these things that are inside the house that like you're not even open like stuff like old they found an old 80s like cell phone and like an old beatbox.
1: yeah yeah my uh my uncle jim passed not that long ago um they went to uh, my dad's uncle jim is that still my, I don't know what that means to me i don't know what you're asking me this. i don't know anyway <laughs> look, uh, great uncle i don't know great uncle yeah but so um but he was a hoarder and like and so the house was like so messed up like it's like right on he like no one ever came and fixed anything so like Roof sunken in and stuff. The floor's all, like, ready to fall through. But he had, like, yeah, brand new shit. Like, vacuum cleaners, all this other ramp stuff still in the box. Never opened. Like, it was gnarly. Yeah, I remember my grandpa, like, his foot fell through the floorboards while he was trying to, because it was all rotted <laughs> out and shit while they were trying to get stuff. Like It was wild,
2: yeah. But. Well, you kind of, and then you think about it for a little bit, you're like, wow, you buy all this stuff, you didn't even open it. And then you're thinking about the kind of state they were probably in.
1: Right. And you
2: kind of take a look at the house a little differently. You're like, wow.
1: It's dark real fast.
2: I mean, a little bit. It's just kind of way life kind of is, and you don't really realize that. That's something actually we also like encounter in the movie was like how much. Being burnout can really affect oh, your really mental health, yeah. but just like you're created. Right.
1: And like, I remember you were having really bad back problems because he's like, you know, because when we got, we started originally, we had a, like a vest thing that was going to kind of like a steady, like a rig or whatever. that was gonna oh. be, And then the first day, before, before the, we we're setting up for the first shot we were going to use it for, and it busted. A piece bust off, we never found. I, cr- oh. we cranked the, the lever wrong. And then, yeah. like, yeah. oh, no. So just hold it the rest. Just snapped the pulley. <laughs> I was like, ah. And he was, we shot the whole thing on one camera, and he was the only cameraman. So it's like the whole every shoot everything we got was all we didn't have a bunch of fancy equipment to use. So it was just like holding it in his back would be so fucked by the end of like well, the days. Like,
2: you, you ever did those sit and reach tests in PE? I always mm. really hated having to get the anxiety oh, of having yeah. to sit up there and like I knew like I was never gonna be able to like. Touch it. Right. And everyone else is like, oh, yeah, I got a 10 because I can stretch like this. And then I yeah. had to go up there and be like, everyone's watching as you go. Eh. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, wow, what a
1: fucking loser. So I could, <laughs> see, I've always reach. had the good reach, but I couldn't do it because I was fat. You know what I mean? So I That could, just represents the yeah. self-esteem. And yeah. Eh. yeah. <laughs> In front of everybody.
0: Exactly. You know what I always wanted to see? I always wanted to see the kid that like actually fucked up his
1: <laughs> fucked oh. up his leg go, going too
0: far. <laughs> He's like,
1: "Oh no! Oh no, coach! Oh god, it's happening! This is not a drill." Oh, the the teachers are like, "This is what we trained for, guys. Get ready." <laughs> they said it would never happen. They said it never would. But yeah, look <laughs> well, we yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. That didn't happen, right? When I was a kid, but there was this is kind of unrelated, but kind of still the PE thing. There was this kid in my class. We did. You remember the soldiers where you had to like walk for like warm-ups and you had to kick Yeah, yeah. So he would always have his head way down and would never extend his, his leg all the way. <laughs> oh, he, no. This dude took oh, himself no. out. Kung ah, named ah, himself, ah. Named himself straight in the temple. Like that temple straight in the fucking skull. Like wham! And when he went down like a sack of potatoes, dude. Oh my God, it was so fun. I actually saw him a few months ago. Um he still uh, dent in his head? No, he's okay. He's actually doing pretty good but like uh, surprisingly. But I had to to bring that up to him, it's like, do I forgot about us? Do I remember it like it was yesterday? We were like in seventh grade. I still never forgotten that. <laughs> he did that in seventh grade. Yeah, dude. PE like God seventh grade, he just wham, <laughs> rocked his shit, dude. Like, it was so funny. It was so funny.
0: oh uh, yeah. PE some wild shit, man. I like. I remember we did the uh rock climbing shit. Mm. That always freaked me the fuck out. I was like, you can't make me. And like, we actually can't make you. You got a you got a fear of heights. <laughs> <So> you <laughs> want to not graduate because of, <laughs> of PE. Yeah. I dude, uh, my grandpa's house, my grandpa's old house. Uh, the poster is actually right outside James Dean poster mm. uh, on the other side. Um, it was hanging like on like up high on his ceiling, and like so he had this like loft. And then, and then like, if he looked over like the railing, it was like the dining room, the kitchen, and all that. And like, and then like. On the wall, like opposite where there's like no actual floor, there was a poster. And like, I'm terrified of heights. And there's like a little tiny, there's a little tiny ledge, you know, that you could like crawl on it, like it, right? But like, so like I i had my friend come over and do it for me. My grandpa's giving me a bunch of shit. He's like, Well, you know, someday maybe you'll get over that fear and people I'm yeah. like
2: I'm not getting over that fear, nope. man. That's the
0: chance Like uh I I like didn't work for Mediacom because I was like, Nope, I can't
1: <laughs> I can't go on the ladder, man. I'm I can't get a job because of this fear, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean crippling. even those like
2: jobs that they pay they supposedly pay a hundred thousand dollars, you gotta go up those freaking oh all the way change, up like, the like, light bulb I'm like <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that that would be yeah, the new like, like
1: cause I'd say do I do that shit tell him halfway up like oh shit oh like, it doesn't look like they have harnesses on or anything. They're just like... They got a little bit of a like, safety
2: harness. I mean,
0: are you talking about the ones that are like way way, way up there? Yeah, and I've seen those videos. videos. Right, dude, TikTok, like, yeah. Those yeah. are insane. Right, but I'm also like,
2: that. how hard can it be? And then I get up, I probably get up halfway and I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> then you just, just can't move. buy a streak of wind? I'm like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude. Well, this is it. Start writing your will out loud. I'll leave this to my mom. I guess this goes to my... <laughs>
0: yeah, there is this, uh, there's this quote from like... Uh, um, A guy like Dead Near Bombs. And he was just like, you know, I don't really have that much worry with my job because if I fuck up my job, I'm dead. So. <laughs> hey, my problems are solved. Yeah. yeah. So I just do it, man. I just fuck
1: Either I'm good or I'm good. Yeah. No.
0: Which is some kind of Texas so That's kind of a selfish, shitty thing. Oh, though. for
1: sure. You're like in a
0: building like ten thousand people. are Like, I hey, will fuck it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a
1: little
0: hungover. over yeah, shit. <laughs> 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 which wire? Yeah. Which wire goes to which color?
1: <laughs> I don't have to hear anybody of these people talk shit so I guess like, this will be fine either I save their ass or i uh, you know?
0: yeah like the Hunter S. Thompson of Bomb Squad <laughs> <Just, laughs> <laughs> fuck it just we're just sure. doing it, yeah, doing it. Uh, do you guys have any uh, director favorites that you aspire to
2: that you look up to I here? mean
1: there's definitely like uh, uh, like Tarantino I love oh love fuck him! yeah, yeah dude fuck. um Bozzy what was it
2: I mean, I've always like been a big Scorsese fan. I, I mean, of course, knows, um, the greats, you know. Well, like, but then I started to get more into some of these. indie films you're watching? I don't know who's directing it, but it's films right. that kind of inspire me. It's like tiny things. You, I'll
1: say, I'll say, especially based off the last season of Barry with Bill Hader. Did you ever see that show? I,
0: you know, I haven't. I, I, I don't feel
1: like I could take him seriously. Dude, that's the point. Bro, though. yeah, we're and actually honestly, here to promote Barry. Uh, oh. Yeah, so it starts. <laughs> switching it <up. laughs> so Bill Hader, because he goes from like this, like, you know, dark kind of kind of like, not quirky, like, yeah. dumb guy humor. Then throughout four seasons, it gets fucking dark and keeps going, but yeah. still has that dark comedy in there.
2: Sure. And then sure. but
1: they did a clean four seasons each episode, not longer than a half an hour. Super like hmm. it's like a, such a bingeable show. But okay. do yeah, but he directed it, like, every episode of the last season, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And just what platform is that on Oh, that's on HBO. Yeah. On okay. Max, okay. Yeah. So good, dude. So totally good. recommend that really. show. I, I watched the like the first three seasons before he ever watched any of it, and then he he wanted to keep up with season four with me. So like in like what a week and a half, he watched like, all of the episodes, and then it was like right next. Well, to they just where go so quickly, and, yeah. Like, the
2: story just keeps you engaged because they're not like there's no filler. There's yeah, no it's like Breaking Bad esque,
1: yeah. where the ending goes right into the next episode and everything. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy. Nice. Breaking Bad was a good show. Yeah, was that that an lot, show. but so I'll probably have to say Bill Hader's newly made the list because of what he did in the last season of that show for directors. Mm-hmm. I mean, then there's obviously like Spielberg. Wait, Bill Hader know. directed those? The, he the created lot, the whole show. Yeah, he's like one of the creators oh, of the show, one of the I writers. Realized he directed every episode of the last season. But he, yeah, but sure, okay. But yeah, but he's like one he also of the directed a, of the a few show.
2: more episodes throughout the whole series. Yeah, he
1: but. did other ones throughout the throughout mm, this, other seasons, but, but season. Four especially was all eight episodes directed by him, yeah. But Crazy. I've always found him to always, he can always have that range as an actor. I've oh, yeah, he's fast. See. Yeah. A lot of comedians also really my have favorites. a good range back. Yeah. yeah. No right, like, cool. like, yeah, because they're good at like the the highs and then you can like all the laughs and the funny stuff, and then you're always like shocked. Like, to when see we
2: watched 50 how... 50, and oh, I was going to talk about actually I was going yeah, to bring that up because um movie. Uh,
1: so that's that director movie. I know he did a, what was a movie Warm Bodies and he did that the night before with uh, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie just was a good one too, but he yeah. and I like those films are decent but Fifty Fifty is still like my favorite movie of all time that was directed by uh wow. it, Jonathan Levine mm-hmm. Um, just because I, it's like a very indie film you know very like nothing crazy in it nothing like that no overall message stuff It's just like you know guy going through cancer and Seth Rogen's like his buddy but he's not like stoners said like, they did smoke weed and stuff in the movie but it's not yeah. like you it's a like more grounded very realistic like friend who like is not doesn't take things seriously and stuff and he's like so they're just like getting through it you know and yeah. it's, every time i watch it i feel the exact same things in the exact same places every time. i cry in the same spots i laugh in the same yeah. spots it's just such a good intimate film and i just it's i've and like i've seen a, a lot of films that might have been better in their own way but for some reason that one's always just been Like my favorite movie ever since Mm -hmm. I saw it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Otherwise known as the loophole around fucking your therapist. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you got me with that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That part upon more watches is kind of weird. Like, what an unprofessional therapist. Like, from the jump, she's unprofessional. I guess she's young, she just started, but you are way off. (laughs) And it's like this happy thing at the end. But no, it's a great fucking movie though. That is a good movie. They were just
2: cashing in, like, okay, it's twenty fourteen. Who can we get to play this like This, person, like, this, yeah. this, this like female therapist who's like gonna be popping, but she's got like have, like a, a good mix for our like millennial culture. Oh wait,
1: Anna Kendrick's popping up. Yeah, like, like, fuck it, dude, put her in there, <laughs> and she kills it though. She, she does. It. Anna Kendrick's always popping. Everybody kills it, dude. It's so fucking good. Such a good. I love the part where he's they're at the the bar and he's trying to be like, dude, you can get chicks if you. Because you've seen the movie, then yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, the bar bar where he's like, dude, I'm telling you, you can get laid if you just tell. the Cancer party. He's trying <laughs> to tell him it's like yeah. it's not lame. He's like, I get into cancer thing faster. And it's like, okay, let's just dance with a girl. Great song. I have cancer. Yeah, it, was like too yeah. much. it was too fast. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. It's <laughs> so fucking funny,
0: dude. Yeah, the cancer doesn't help uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> the anxiety.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah. I
2: think uh, one of the movies that kind of inspired me a lot more that I actually recently watched again was The Artist Self Defense, which was a movie mm-hmm. you
1: think you introduced me to that I never heard of. Yeah, before. I saw that. Who directed f- that? Do you know? I don't remember God, who directed I don't it. remember. Who's That's, in it? It's Jesse, uh, it's just Eisenberg. Jesse
2: Eisenberg. It's got. The He's actress.
1: the most notable one I know the name of. Yeah. Okay. There's the actress that she was comedy. in,
2: like, the awkward moment. I don't remember what
1: her name is, but she was. That awkward moment. Oh, British. yeah. I don't know her name either, but mean, yeah. Great actress of the movie. But no, that was the one I remember. I saw it, the Fluor by myself because it wasn't playing, like, in the cinemas or anything near mm. me. So I went to the Fleur and saw it. Fleur, am I saying that yeah. right? Fleur. Yeah. Um, she, uh, no, she. she. Um, so I went to the movie theater. I watched it by myself like midday before I had to work, you know? Nice. And then I just loved it. I had been talking about it, but he hadn't watched it. And then finally he watched it. And I like, watched it all the time.
2: Well, I rewatched it again. And then I realized after I was watching this is one of these films I think is someone, as like any like beginning filmmaker should watch to kind of understand a lot of the basics of what you need to make a great story. Not just yeah. a great film, but just a great story. Right. So that's going to capture the eye of your audience and just kind of like inspire them to feel something as you watch it. Cause like the movie was like, it's like, it's pretty straightforward, but right. the way they kind of crafted the story around the characters and the way they mixed in the martial arts and kind of giving a little bit of a commentary in this right. sense. I also just love a lot of the scenes with Jesse Eisenberg's character. It's like. so good. It was a weird so character good. he played, but so at the same weird. time he like nails it. I don't know what it is. Like it's just it's just a Jesse. What's Eisenberg like a,
0: like brief summary? What's it? So pretty much,
1: he's about a man.
2: weakling guy that played by Jesse Eisenberg. He's kind of this like basic like, like. He doesn't like want to put in conflict. He doesn't want to ever fight anybody. They're he's all good, just, confrontational, yeah. scared. Okay. And he gets like mugged by these like guys on bicycles, on mm. motorbikes. Mm. And then uh, eventually he decides either he's going to buy a gun or he's just too scared to go outside. And then he decides he's going to take this like martial arts class he sees while he's walking down the street. And mm. he gets like so into it. And then he, it kind of deals in it all makes it like, themes confident. of like toxic yeah. masculinity too. Sure, right. Sure. And also showing like oh yeah, you got to like be a tougher man in order to, like keep yourself like. Afloat in life, you know, it's just gonna keep yeah. you to stronger. You gotta be better.
1: Like, there's another scene where he becomes a yellow belt, so then he goes to the grocery store and buys. Everything he buys is yellow. The color palette yeah. in that movie is yeah. really that's the thing. He too. Buys, yeah, he's wearing yellow shirt, everything, because he wants to feel like that. Like it's all the very time, low so, budget, yeah. but at the
2: same time, the way they crafted the movie around things they could just see utilize in the frame. That's what I love
1: is you watch a you watch a film and it's a rather low budget film, but you never like it never crosses your mind the whole time you watch it because it's so yeah. well made that like it doesn't register that it's low, you don't even notice. You're it. Like okay, this
2: film seems a bit like like less quality than I'm used to in like some of the bigger like movies I'm watching right. nowadays. But at the same time, it's still catching my eye in the same way, like this is a movie. I started yeah, I start to like it more because I feel
1: it feels more real to me. I feel like I'm actually watching a real thing. Yeah. Because it doesn't it's not like as huge as all the like blockbuster stuff and all those things. So it's like when you watch a film like that, you just it makes you feel like it's really in the real world. You know? And the way
2: they committed to the actual world within the yeah. in that, for that movie, that's what I also loved about it too. They weren't mm. like learning about like, all right, this is just like downtown Georgia. This is like east side of texas like they just is like this is what basically an outside of a little town looks like and we're just gonna craft our little world and you're gonna believe it
1: yeah i love when shows even like even stuff like rick and morty and stuff where like right from right from the start it just feels like this is the world you're just in it you know like it doesn't be like look here's what you gotta understand to know what's happening it's like they just throw you into whatever world it is and they just like you just get it after like you start watching it mm-hmm.
0: hell yeah do you guys think that uh jesse eisenberg like because he seems like he's a great actor, but he seems to play the same character. Like he's he's interesting, he's interesting in a way because like he plays the same character every time, but he does it so well that you can't even like say it's bad, right? <laughs> but like, do you think that's because like I, this is kind of a big question, but like, do you think it's because he's just so good at that that he gets. He keeps getting picked for that, or do you think he's just limited in that sense?
1: I mean, no, I think he yeah, has. So that's what's cool about this movie because usually he's kind of like that what, like, snarky kind of guy. Like, he's like kind of a pussy, but he's usually still like talking shit normally, isn't he? like a
0: nerd type character. Yeah. Right, this one
1: is just straight yeah. up scared. Yeah, like he doesn't like, but like, I think that he definitely has more range. I, I think sure. that he yeah, probably is one of those things where you're good at it, you know, like that's what they want to pay you big bucks for, you know, just mm-hmm. makes people happy. But I think it, I think if he stepped out of his comfort zone a little more, I think we'd all be surprised.
2: I've always just kind of looked at him as more as like one of those actors who plays like a very relatable character. You yes. know, like nobody yeah. is always like supposed to be like that big tough guy on the right. street, like a lot of these like action stars play, or he's not like one of these like super intuitive, always knows how to like lead the story forward. So he's more higher plot movies, but right. it's like he plays a character where I'm like, okay, I can see my a lot of myself in this character. You know, he's got flaws, but he's also got something where I can. It's like. Like in social network, for example.
0: Yeah, that's a
2: great fucking. And the film. final, the final that, tour with him and Jason Spiegel. Never well, that's saw a, that. That's a good. That's one. a really. That
1: good one shot almost like documentary ass looking. Like it's very okay. Like, it has that kind of vibe to it. That's a really very, very like low budget, very like personal, like you know. I can't really yeah. describe it, but very like real kind of movie. Like that's a good one. It's kind. Of, I forget totally what the plot. I know they're going on like a book tour or something, but. Like, no. and you start to realize. I think it's
2: like you just start to realize that Jason Segel's character was super depressed, as like an artist, and nobody right. was going to him. And, Jason, and Jesse Eisenberg's character was just kind of like this journalist well, trying he was to figure f- out who's. Oh this guy wait, was. What, what movie are you talking about? I think it's called The
0: Final Tour. No, End of oh, Tour. Oh, the, the End of oh, Tour. Tour. End of the End Tour. Tour. I didn't. It, when you said, when you mentioned that, I finally remember that movie. Yes, that is a very good movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's really good. That.
1: that was a bit of a different character for him, too. I like that yeah, movie. that showed a little bit of range. I wish he could do more like that and bigger stuff. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah.
2: Well, it was also like tiny films like that, and also the films we grew up with was what inspired us to feel like we could actually create the movie we had, and not and not make it look like it was as low budget as we were going to obviously have to do. Right. You know, it's like you study films from the past and study all these other like low budget films. You kind of get an idea of like, okay, it's not about like how much you put into the frame, but it's about how you craft even some of the most simplest things.
1: Right. Right. Because I feel like. Because, I mean, personally, I feel like looking at our film doesn't look like it, like some, like, doesn't look as low budget as it really was. I feel like we did a really great job of making that, really elevating the shit. But, mm.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Let me ask you, uh, like, how much time, like, how many hours a week would you say you guys spent filming? Because, I mean, it's a nearly two and a half hour long film. I mean, it's a lot of footage.
1: We we probably, because we went there like five days a week almost. We weren't there wow. five days
2: a week. I think I remember we were there like three or four days a week. Three
1: or four, but they're each like. 14-hour days, you know, it was like, there's multiple nights where we shoot night scenes in the summer, it doesn't get dark till like 9, 30, 10. Sure. So we were, well, some of the
2: days, I think it was more the night scenes, they felt longer just because they were like, we met up, because we, we sweat, we, this is how Cause we we've been there schedule. since the morning. Yeah. I wanted us to film only night scenes and only work at night on certain days, and that would usually be like one day within the week, or if we had a pickup, we had to like continue. But then we, most of the days, we just kind of worked with either team A or team B, and then we figured out okay well, let's just only film by location and time of day so that mm-hmm. we're only we're almost always filming at the same time and we should be able to wrap
1: around the same time because there was multiple nights where we had like night shoots where we had to stop filming because the sun came up, so we couldn't film any more night stuff. Like that was that. more towards oh. the end of it, though. Yeah, towards the end when we were really trying to cram in to get the... Those like, last few days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we always wild. got a little behind schedule and everything. Just because it was like the two of us, for crew, wise, was like the two of us, and then a buddy of ours that would come and do the the Holden Boom and everything for us. Like uh, um, our buddies Nick and, um, and Garrett. And then at the beginning of filming, we had a guy named Perman that we knew from class. But uh, but yeah, so it's like we we like we'd have to set all the lights and get everything all set up. So it was just long, long days. So and, and that see, heat that year was really oh. excruciating. But you know mm-hmm. the the barn sequences right there, the the old chicken coop that she's in. Um, yes, yes. So what's cool there is that like uh, not cool. It sucked there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what sucked was that it was like. 100 degrees outside already. So inside there, it was like 100. We had to take breaks because people were getting, we were just sweating so much and being so. It was like the stories of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was always like super (laughs) hot. It really felt like that. It was crazy.
2: Yeah, legit. I mean, you you know it was going to be hot in there, but I didn't realize how much because I have a a hot blowing fan from the camera blowing on my face. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to also like like direct actors and direct staging, and then it's just a
1: lot. Well, then there'd be like, four characters in the barn plus Bosie and I both in there so the small little space there was like you know six of us in there like it just got real warm no and then they
2: still. just sweated all the makeup off and we were like alright we gotta yeah. do this again <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. oh it was rough yeah I, f- I felt bad uh, for the like one of the one of, like for Katie Huck at one point because like we had oh, yeah. her we had her and Ben at the same time and they were both like they had prop handcuffs on, but like they were just handcuffed to a, a, a bar in the barn. So they were just sitting there, just like, sitting there, like in the between knees, takes. I'm like, all right, like alright i got to loosen you guys up so you can go go get some air, go get some. Yeah. air.
1: <laughs> like they were all so awesome about it. Like dude, you, like dude, oh my god, they we were had the troopers, most
2: dedicated They're... and just most professional. Guests yeah, I've worked with. Oh, long. that's awesome. And not only that, I feel like they only they inspired and they like learned from each other. And oh yeah, like, they just enjoy. I think I feel like they enjoyed the experience. Enough to where it gave them something they could also be happy with work-wise. Oh, yeah. But also, it was like, wow, I got to experience, like, something I love to do, but in a
1: more, like, personal intimate setting. Yeah, because they were so, like, professional sense of, like, you know, in between takes, because it became friends so quickly. Like, they would just be joking around constantly and doing bits and, and, like, messing around. then, like, the second we were like, all right. And then they would just stop. And would be action. They'd go right into the shit. Like, they'd go from, like, these huge, like comedy bits they were doing with each other and then we'd just be like all right and we'd be like all right get, get ready and then they all just be like stop get right in their position you know get right into the character and just start going it was just it was awesome to it was watch. fun to watch them work a lot. Yeah, of yeah yeah they really took it so seriously and they're very dedicated actors yeah definitely
0: hell yeah hell yeah so you guys rented a house no, 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 no. So there, was, there
1: was a house that we lived in in Ankeny that we rented that we lived there. Like, that oh, that house. oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I thought you were like paying no. to like go we film. Were, I'm like, like no, Jesus
1: we Christ! Were living in a house <laughs> no. already in Ankeny. That's The what house
2: doing. in the movie is the one I grew up
1: in. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Still a house. Okay. So,
0: okay. So, yeah, we were able to and shoot. What's the address? No. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Directions, please. <yes. laughs> yeah. um, no,
1: uh, we uh, we filmed the. <laughs> We filmed a lot of the film, a lot of the movie in like that area, you know, which really helped us out with location costs and everything. We filmed it all very nearby. It was like mainly all in Newton, Iowa. And that's the thing too is that I was already got a lot of locations. I don't think people really right. like
2: notice as much. I know they notice them, but I just feel like I always got a lot of like untapped potential for filmmaking. Yeah. Sometimes I, agree. I take a I drive agree. past Ankeny, and, I'm, and it's like there's this one day I took it like about a month ago, and all the leaves were just turning yellow, mm-hmm. and everything along that drive was so yellow and just beautiful and it was like golden hour i was like this is amazing i wish i had my camera with me right yeah.
1: now
0: yeah yeah i i do kind of like hate those moments where like well i'm like i don't really have a dsl myself like uh my girlfriend has one that i borrow sometimes but like yeah there are moments where you drive around i where you're like fuck but see nice. hey these iphones man these iphones are getting better the Honor fuck getting yeah. better yeah no it's they're getting crazy pretty,
1: they're getting pretty nuts yeah
0: i there's this uh job that um Keeps trying to give me work for them. I don't know I might. Uh, where the gig is going to sports events and just taking
1: pictures of your iPhone. That's crazy. Like, that's the whole fucking. Like,
0: you just have to have an iPhone and blah, blah,
1: blah. and Damn. You got they're, like, they're like, we're not even going to buy a camera for it anymore. Like, <laughs> like your iPhone. <laughs> yes. It, that's wild, dude. That's great. Cr- but, yeah, the quality is crazy on those iPhones now.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how it's getting there. I, I, I don't know. What, like, what do you think is gonna happen? Like when we get to the point where like everybody can make those, like whether it's through AI or iPhones or whatever. Like, what's gonna happen? Is, I mean, do you think film's gonna like still be relevant, or do you think it's gonna be devalued? Like, how is, do you?
1: Yeah, I would say that like anyone with those tools at this point can make what is considered a movie. But if you don't have true like storytelling passion and ability and really sure. have, like, what it, what it means to, like, a, make and craft a piece of art that's a story, I just think that, like, I'm not too worried. I think it'll just turn out into a bunch of, like, YouTube short films, you know? Unless the people, sure. Don't be wrong. There's going to be some people with their iPhones that really do know what they're doing and are very passionate, and they'll make probably a great product and more power right. to them. But yeah. I don't think that it's going to. So I think a lot of people will think they can make movies now. Like it's just that easy. And then they'll realize that that's just a bunch of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I think it would really oversaturate the medium to where like people will be watching it and they. It raises that argument again you know, like, what is what is cinema? What is going to be cinematic? And again, I think that also just comes down to the kind of story and the way you kind of crapped around. Because there is, there is like, there's a lot of rules. That you have to like follow, just to, like in terms of like composition, lighting, story, sure, and yeah. all that stuff. But also being able to like take that as like a guide, but then apply it to your own way. In a sense, that it captures not only the audience's attention, but it creates that mood of like, okay, yeah, I'm no longer. It's like reading a book mm-hmm. at the same time.
0: Well, it's got to be somewhat unique, at least, right? Like, even yeah. if it like, even if it's like along the same trend, like you got to. You know, you gotta be able to bring something to it, something mm-hmm. original. In some exactly. Sense, you
1: know? Well, because at a certain point, I think even now with the, the way cinemas are right now, I think people are finally starting to. Notice, you know, They've been noticing for a while, but finally being like, we want like real shit again, you know? Yeah, and I think so, no matter yeah. really what you do, like, like the iPhone thing, right? That at, at most, I think I say that becomes a fad. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's cool for a minute. It's like shaky cam, you know, until someone, comes, <laughs> yeah. until someone comes through like John Wick and shows you how you're supposed to do it. And then it's like, oh, now we can't do that anymore because people are past that as, as a society. Yeah. Like now if you make a f- an action movie, like a big blockbuster film that's a bunch of shaky cam, people will fucking hate it because they've been retrained, you know, by actual properly mm-hmm. done shit.
0: Yeah. yeah well i mean i think that's what i love about the potential horror because i feel like horror is like oh. the the that's like the genre right now where people are really taking the artistic approach and really exploring
1: things right. artistically well because i feel like
2: horror is a genre that i feel like would actually really benefit a lot from iphone
1: yeah you know yeah well, i thought exactly. so think that the horror kind of went through the same thing as well genre wise where i went from you know very actual scary things that really get into your mind you know until like a bunch of found footage shit and stuff that like the skate yeah. movies things are easy to make and then no one cared but they made money back anyway because it cost them like 400k to make the movie and they made like 2 million they still made a huge profit yep. so yep. it's like i think that kind of but then now it's like coming kind of, they get things like hereditary and people things exactly people just, once you once someone comes through and does it right it sets a new standard now everyone's got as long as that one gets the recognition that it deserves and like everyone has to change or just be no. yeah you know, By the trend, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I will say one thing that kind of disturbs me is like the insane amount of sequels that I've been seeing like it's oh, particularly shit. in the horror genre but like I don't no. even I can't even tell how many of them are real anymore you go yeah. on Facebook and you're in these groups right. and it's like whatever for and it's like there's something about the poster I'm like is this real is this really real and then you google it, it's like oh, holy fucking shit yeah. it, it is, is real they are actually just using AI now Yo, like.
1: speaking of that though <laughs> speaking of that though with the with the stuff on Facebook a, I've been seeing are you guys been seeing this too With it says that some new thing with the MCU where Wolverine and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man are going to be Leading like secret wars or something like that.
2: I did see that actually. That's
1: fake, right? That can't be real. I don't. Real. That sounds I mean, so stupid. I've seen that I don't, so real. so I don't really honestly care.
2: But at the same time, I was like, okay, you're honestly just well, You're going to bring the things that are just definitely going to bring it back. Like they're already bringing back the old cast. They already said I saw. Well, that, I and I texted
1: an old coworker of mine, um, and he because he's someone who follows that shit on the daily. You know, uh, knows everything that's going on with the universe and all this stuff. Um, and he, I asked him, he's like, yeah, it's real. I, mean, I, I don't know, dude. It just sounds like there's no way. There's no way they're really gonna I don't know. I'd be I'd be here for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm well, they here for have it.
0: enough money to do it. That's the crazy thing. But she's like Toy
1: Maguire and I thought Hugh Jackman was done. I know he's doing Deadpool three, but I thought it's like, I just don't think Daniel
0: Day Lewis retired like yeah, five years ago and he's there. fucking back. He just doing keeps it.
1: popping in like Oliver know, Tree's
0: yeah. retired three it's times. It's like all those rappers you know? that that retire, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like
1: Logic who like came out of retirement immediately, you know. It's one of those things where they're like and I'm done with it. I've and had
0: I'm rappers on this podcast yeah. come and they're like, "I'm retired," and then they
1: like are From back what, doing dude? it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: bro, you're taking yeah. a break. You're not retired. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. People are wild. I know.
0: Yeah, what do you think about uh, AI as a whole and how that's going to affect what we do?
1: I think that's going to help us maybe make some tools that make it easier to do certain things. But as a sense of it, like you know, writing scripts and like making actual content, I think that's like terrifying i don't know i, yeah. I think it it's good and bad but
2: yeah. I, i definitely think it's a tool that can be used like either effectively or it can be used to just kind of take away your own kind of creativity or inner passion from what it is you're doing either it can help elevate your experience with like the creative process or it can be like it's just doing the creative process for you like what are you going kind to of benefit i from think
1: that? i think it's this is what might be a weird comparison but i think it's gonna become like to filmmaking what autotune was to music mm-hmm. where it's like then you get a certain point when t-pain killed it i love t-pain right but then it's like everyone has to have it to where like you don't even know what their voice even sounds like and then it's like but you just know it's off you know so then when you hear a real voice you know like you hear Adele sing a song you're like holy fucking shit like sam smith it, it like sounds so good because you've been so conditioned by it depending on what genres you're normally listening to but i think the same thing with, with ai if it becomes like the normal thing i think that Eventually it's just not gonna feel r- real. So then when you see a film that yeah. it is, it's gonna feel so much better. Well, I listened to a podcast
2: with Most Deaf and Dave Chappelle on Midnight Miracle where they were talking about like the creative process like that's just the way the industry is now and it's all fast and they immediately want it then and now it's all on a schedule. And they I think they talked about that's you know, that's all cool.
0: Is that the so- one that's on vinyl? No, the podcast that's on vinyl?
2: No, I think it's on Spotify, too. Well, oh, I well, I thought... They always kind I, of play it with that vinyl aesthetic, but...
0: Well, I thought they, like... That was, like, the first podcast that, like, printed themselves mm-hmm. on vinyls. I mean, I I'd love to find it if they do. I don't know. Sorry, continue. Yeah, but, yeah,
2: it's like he was talking about in the process of even making a song, and it's like they wanted that, like, immediately. And I, I know he quoted Prince at one point in that thing where he's basically just talking about, you know, taking the time to actually craft what it is you want to... It's like, how much do you actually respect your audience... Mm-hmm. Enough to like want to yeah. get something that they're going to want to enjoy. And even also let yourself kind of enjoy because some people just aren't like built for that like rocket speed of like, all right, let's get this out and get this like. Just get some views on it And then let's move on To the next project
1: Well also it's like What are we even doing this for You know what mm-hmm. I mean If it's not like For the love of it And actually want, I get that like People need a distraction From life And I understand But it's like But give them a real shit It almost feels disrespectful In a sense You know what I mean Like we're human beings Give us real shit You know mm-hmm. I just I don't know I mean I get it It's a big money making thing And I understand that Like I'm not I respect the business Alright It's just very like Annoying when people Who want to be in this business Are people who have a love For making that art
2: oh. Yeah well, it's a demanding yeah. business, but that's yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, like, right. think about it; it just is back, what it is. Yeah, think about how it's already progressed, like since like film went to digital, and how like right. you went from vinyl to CDs. It's exactly. like everything just kind of went faster, and you kind of had to either adapt with it. Right. Well, even like yeah. they even talked about it, like some other like older like artists. will talk about is it. like your audience is going to follow you regardless. Sometimes you just got to be willing to kind of accept that and not put so much pressure on yourself. I yeah. dug
1: a. Uh... I don't know exactly what he said, but Lil Wayne, I remember, saw this on this, like, uh, podcast. he was talking about, like, music, so how he stayed relevant all the years, and he said, like, you know, like, whatever is popping right now, that's music. You know, it's not like you can't be one of those guys stuck in your thing, like, oh... I like the old school shit. I'm only gonna keep doing that. It's like whatever is popular right now, that's music also. You have to adapt with that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well he's
0: one of the best examples of oh my God, a rap yeah. artist who's like stayed well. You listen to right. like the Carter Two and the Carter Four right. and the completely different. And albums. you're
1: still going that album has a Lil Wayne's feature on it. Holy shit. Yeah. Got, you know, you're still saying people are still saying that. Yeah.
0: He can he can go on like any beat seemingly and like just do his thing and it's still Lil Wayne. Right. It's not like anything else. It's still Lil Wayne somehow. Yeah, yeah exactly. You
1: just know even though his uh, it says voices as much auto tune as anybody else is on there. A lot of songs, you still know it's him though. Like it's like a certain. Yeah. He has his own certain thing. Like I dig it. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do like your analogy with uh, AI and autotune Like I think, right. uh, I think um that's 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 very prevalent Well, you know, and that's kind of a scary thing, like AI and music, right? right. Like I've been hearing, uh Dude, the, people are making yeah. like new fucking Mac Miller tracks. I heard, I heard that some sound a little too like it.
1: I heard yeah. some fake Drake songs, and they were bangers dude and I was like man I really wish this was real so Mm -hmm. like I was like I fucking love this song and then it's like oh it's not even a real song which is just a bummer
0: yeah, and that's going to become like a whole legal thing that's going to oh, happen. Yeah. Right. I'm surprised it hasn't already. I'm surprised. Right. Well, a didn't... lot of those,
2: like I think musicians specifically, they just sign their voice away basically.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know.
2: Mm. You know, they sign their rights, their likeness.
1: But a lot go like, independent like... nowadays. Yeah, I mean, so it's which like, is no... good.
0: Well, but a lot of those AIs, I mean, there's no way they're getting copyright permission on
1: that. Oh god, when they're no, when they're no making
0: way. like when they're making an AI Mac Miller, there's no way yeah. they contacted Warner Why? Brothers and were like, hey, mm-hmm. we need. Like no, so there's probably I'm I'm guessing there's going to be some kind of like next year the year's coming there's going to be some huge legal precedents where people are going to be like okay this is like actually taking away <laughs> yeah. our, our sales like for fuck
1: so it will be it will be a problem for sure but yeah especially with everyone nowadays who can like a lot of people can professionally like produce songs just from their bedroom so you can be yeah so you're someone in your bedroom you're just fucking around you just do it just for fun you know like some kid you know and then it's like yeah they'll just keep pumping out because it's fun you know. I mean, they've been doing stuff like that, like all the uh, the Alvin and Chipmunk remixes of songs. <laughs> where they've been doing shit like that for a long time. It's just evolved now. Now it's actual AI doing shit. Like mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it kind of, in a way, uh, reaffirms like my belief that like film is the ultimate art form because like I feel like it's one of the few where like you can still kind of tell, right? Like if an AI today made a movie, you'd be like, that's AI. Right. Like I I have an AI program that have, like, I've like i fucked with and made videos out of and like mm-hmm. it's impressive as shit but like we're not at that point yet, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like with music we're very close to that point, art we're very yeah. close to that point. Like painting or pictures or whatever, it's,
1: it's most definitely. No, I agree with like the filmmaking. It's like you're just going to know something's going to feel off. Yeah, like I mean cuz if you have like seeing like a movie that's directed by somebody but it looks it's like it's supposed to look like a Tarantino kind of movie you know you watch yeah. it like, this looks like a Walmart Tarantino no, not, even <laughs> if the film is a good film you're still like this just looks like a knockoff Tarantino. like you mm. like it's one of those things where I feel like yeah, you just can't replicate a certain thing you know? I just it's sure. gonna look weird yeah. because like everything in life
2: has imperfections and I think you're gonna notice like, right. their AI script they don't know the emotion the computer don't know the emotion of like the roto- quote unquote perfect, perfect script yeah. yeah
0: yeah I think it can be a very good starting off point but I think where we're at right now, if you want to perfect it, like the human component has to be in there somewhere. Yeah. Me, as long as we have right. that, we're okay.
1: It can even be the idea of you know, like talk to Chat GPT or whatever, and be like, mm-hmm. write me a story about this. And they'll tell you something. And then you take that concept and actually write a script with actual dialogue and actual stuff in it. I mean, that, that's fine, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. like, that could be a, that could be a fun yeah. thing. But like, if you're just getting an idea from something, but like, yeah, you can't just like AI manufacture like a real script. Them really, I've seen those clips of like the first AI created like. Stand up set, you ever seen that? No, I haven't. It's seen awkward that. as hell. It's like because you can tell they're just like figuring it out, but yeah, it's like it's so weird. I'm like, I don't understand what they're pulling from here, but it's it's an odd mm. video. You see what I'm talking about, Bozzy? Like, it's like the AI created just it. Was, a it's, like a, it's like a really shitty looking animation. It's like a yeah, it's a stand up set that's created by AI. It's supposed to be like no, jokes. So now the jokes it. land, they're all weirdly timed and stuff. So hmm.
2: kind of like some of those, uh like when people did comedy shows in the pandemic and they were just on zoom, there's no audience. <laughs> I and I dude, was like, that, or like all the late, right,
1: dude, like, or like the late night shows when they're all doing zoom. And like, there's no audience yet to laugh at the jokes and build you them up. just hear their so. fan in the background. You're like,
2: this is also, ridiculous. That this yeah, is what we're going to watch. That's what I want to know. Like watching all late these, night
1: shows during the pandemic. Dude, that was hilarious. Dude, all these multi million dollar actors and shit have the shittiest webcams I've ever seen in my fucking life. It's like, dude,
0: you could... Their assistant I, dropped it off at their door, like, a half hour but earlier. You have enough
1: like, money to have some new shit built, okay? And you're, and you're telling <laughs> me you're working with this... They got an earbud in and shit. It's all pixelated. Like, dude, you're on national television <laughs> in front of millions of people. And you are you have millions of dollars. And you couldn't figure this shit out. You didn't have an IT guy help you out. I just don't get it.
0: They're not used to spending the money on their home upkeep.
1: <laughs> yeah, I fucking guess, dude. It's just... That was my always cocaine blew, money. Yeah. You know, right, <laughs> dude. It always blew my mind. Because I was always watching, like, one of them has to have a good one. You know what I mean? One of them. And not fucking one, dude. Not one. I don't give a shit if Jeff Bezos was on there. Like, you still, still look like shit. And I don't get yeah. it.
0: You know, that it. was one of the times where, like, you you really saw, like, how unaware celebrities were. like right. it, Just, like, what, what was it the... Um, the... What was the song they did? Oh, oh yeah, the imagine.
2: imagine the Beatles, Dude. yes, yeah. the, or John Lennon, I guess. I, um, at
1: the time, I was shitting on him. Bosz was like, "Well, hey, man, they're trying to do something nice." Like he kind of got it more and than then I after got. After watching
2: but... again, I was like, "Oh my god, why are
1: we we're all in this, this together, it? guys." Yeah. It's, it's like, like when the like, Rock no, and
2: not. Oprah were like, "The Maui fire fires are terrible." Please give us money. While you have to,
1: it. while you have to stay in your apartments, we're just, we'll be doing the exact same yeah. thing in the seventeen bedrooms in our house. We'll be, be stuck in here, yeah. can't go anywhere. I have to Postmates all my stuff. Yeah, I was have just my, gonna say
0: they're getting DoorDash five. Or I gotta day, have you know? my my servants
1: put on put on a hazmat suit and go to the gas station for me. Like it's, it's these just, celebrities
2: did this the whole song and then they literally just turn it off when they're on Netflix in an hour. I bet you a million dollars. A million
1: dollars. Yeah, that's just wild.
0: Yeah, it's just weird how. Desensitize people it's like If
1: you wouldn't have said shit We wouldn't have a problem you, know, yeah, exactly. if you just left us in the dark You'd have been like <laughs> Fuck them You know Let's just To me <laughs> right, and This is just to me Okay But to me sure. These people have Getting paid millions of dollars Right To like Do these careers well, I know this shit ain't easy But doing it It's almost disrespectful to me When they try to act like they're one of us I'm like no 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 you've done it dude be a, be a rich ad like like, buy all this rent, buy a gold jet ski uh, do that shit uh, like, you know, if you're gonna have that money and then not spend it like an idiot that's a fuck you to me like, you know who I mean? wishes they had that money like during like, you know that
2: time when I actually like heard the news about that song and I went online I was in my shitty apartment back back in like 2020 I'm just sitting there and it looked like I was in a fucking jail cell because all the walls were white <laughs> right. I had only one bed in there and a weird fucking desk and I'm sitting there and I'm just like listening to these like celebrities just sing directly in the camera like I was on a Zoom call, or it's like a national emergency, and they're just like, It's gonna be okay, yeah. All the people just get together. I'm like, Why is this like this? Is torment, yeah? <laughs> oh my god, talking down to me, <laughs> yeah. Like oh. said,
1: but it's, it's like disrespectful, yeah. But, but as I'm saying, like, don't act like you're we're all t- and together, like, you yeah. ye fucking having a great time, all right? Like, mm-hmm. like you did that. Like, don't leave me over here. Right, it's just, I don't
0: know. I yeah, you know, and kind of like bring it to like now, like, you know, the writer's strike. Um, yeah. You know, that's, this is kind of an unpopular opinion, but I actually find myself being not very sympathetic to a lot of those people. Like, you see these actors who are worth multi-millions worth of dollars, you know, and they... They fucking. They're like just. They're like, oh, I don't have a job. Like, you you don't need a job. You
1: can live forever. The super rich, like (laughs) a super rich and successful actor, sure, right? A lot of the writers, I feel, I get like, sure, yeah, 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 right. But the people who are part of it that are like millionaires, fuck off, dude. Yeah, let them have their thing. Don't. I mean, I get it because it's like them being part of it brings more support to it. More people will hear about yeah. But everyone heard about it, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. but they're gonna like by now they don't even give a fuck anymore. But they're just like,
1: hey, we our actors we need you to write us stuff so i it really they needed them you know what i mean it's that yeah. kind of thing where yeah. they're like i have to support them because without them i'm just some guy who, who can like exactly act like, i can act like other people but i don't know what to say yeah <laughs> like they need the writers yeah oh. well,
2: yeah I'm, the only people i feel like really need a strike right now are some of the vfx artists and some of the digital houses i mean a lot of those like oh. vfx artists they work
1: Got like sweatshops going in there with these people, like
2: <laughs> ungodly amount of hours, wow. and then it gets like a little bit of disrespect. I remember like even reading about some of the across the Spider-Verse, like stories about oh, they've had so many dozens of animators just like leave. They either get burnt out or they have a lot of creative differences. Oh, wow. and they just walked out. Well, imagine I being a part that.
1: of Disney and they're being like, Oh, you guys have to get this out by this time, do shit. So the CGI is a little iffy, and everyone across the whole world's like, These fucking idiots don't know how to do CGI, you know, and the guy's like, dude, I worked to my fingers blood on this thing, dude. I, they just didn't give me enough time and resource yeah, it was just, no. Well, I already heard that
2: like, they they don't have any almost the dialogue written for the third. They don't have any of it recorded for the third movie. That's supposed to be like in March. They wanted to release that. I don't think that's going to mm-hmm. happen because they've also have had mm-hmm. more stories come out about how even more artists like they would even have like full renders done of certain sequences, and they would be like, "We got to do it all over again."
1: At least they made a good ass movie. They, I think we have a different way we want
2: to do it. <laughs> that's not <a> <laughs> it's not good ass. It's a good dude. movie, but like, <sighs> they it's even better stories. to
1: know that they went that much stuff to be made. Like you know, like, it's yeah, crazy.
2: Exactly. Such a
1: good movie. Yeah,
0: it's wild to see where the world's coming to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, shit, guys, we're a little over the hour point. I feel like this is a maybe a good place to wrap up. Uh, is there anything else you? Well, I guess is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we? i
1: um, just wanted to talk maybe a little bit about the uh, just kind of shout sure. out to everyone that like helped out with the movie and whatnot. Yeah. I think um um definitely uh, have we even given like a premise of the film? I don't think we have yet. Like, oh
0: my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. We hit like, him with it. Yeah. Well,
2: Getting I mean, through. like, what do you mean
1: premise of our movie?
2: Oh. Let me look right in the camera. Bits and pieces. <laughs> no, um, the movie is basically just about. It deals with a lot of themes of like victimization and also like because everyone thinks about the movie, uh, a, a film about like they can think about the person in the chair is the one who's like the one is like in trouble. And then we have two characters in this film like she, like Estella's character played by Katie Huck, She's the one who's in the chair. She's the one who's been kidnapped and she's the one that's in this like scenario. And then we also learn from within characters that are within like these psychomaniacs that there's one character in there who's he's dealing with a whole lot but he's like blaming himself smoking a lot of cigarettes yeah (laughs) Yeah. so it's something kind
1: of like it's one of those things where you'd assume that the girl in the chair is the main protagonist but then it's kind of like not necessarily what it is like it's um but yeah pretty much just these 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 three uh kind of psychos that kidnap this girl and then um after she escapes they have to get they have to try and chase her back. back to town before she before people find out about him kind of thing. And that's, like, the very basic premise of it. There's a lot more to it than that, mm-hmm. but that's, like, the spoiler-free kind of premise of it, you know? Um, but, yeah, so we had a lot of great actors. And i said, Katie Huck as Estella, um, Benjamin Knuckles as Jacob, the main guy, and then we have... Um, Joe Fee as Mike, and
2: then, of course, Lonnie Appleby as... Lonnie Appleby. Our main, like overarching antagonist who got he was very I was very impressed by his performance
1: (laughs) that guy that guy got snubbed for mayor of Newton Uh, he was (laughs) he ran what he ran for the second time this year it was actually a fairly close race but yeah he got snubbed you know when that man
0: Oh he di- he, didn't he didn't win. Did not win. Oh. No. Imagine that's that. that's win. Imagine
1: if he one. was the mayor, though. <laughs> imagine if our movie star Lonnie Apple be the mayor of New- like, wouldn't that be fucking sick? That, that would have been He maybe. was hoping we'd have it out before the election so that we could he could like you yeah, know help him out a little bit.
0: <laughs> Do you think maybe he regretted being in that movie? Do you think oh, God, no. caused him
2: negative
1: No no. He loves every second oh, of yeah. it. That guy that is one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. He's a wonderful dude. Um
2: I was so happy to even get to like offer him that role because I know how oh yeah, and I, like, yeah I remember like because I knew him from community theater back in Newton, Okay. and we kind of like developed a, a friendship there and then I told him when I was going to school I said if I get a if I get a chance to do a movie I want to bring you on to play something either it's a main character or it's a villain and he always wanted to play a villain and no one ever really gave him that chance he was always playing like,
1: right the funny know. friend or like the you know quirky guy or something like that he was yeah. never like a big like serious part, and then um so he knew him I'd never met the guy before, and we a lot of the auditions I was working while he was doing some of them because I, I I worked like long days back back when we were doing the audition stuff. And he uh Lana came in and I wasn't there for it. So we, I used to watch it back like game tape at the end of the day, like the records of all the auditions and stuff. And I saw his, and we were almost close when we needed to start filming. I'm like, Yo, we need a Reggie. We haven't found anybody yet. We were working on like rewriting the character to fit a different actor. This whole thing, and then uh he was like, Let me show you this one. And he showed me um Reggie who originally. Audition for the clerk role at the, at the shop hmm. that she talks to. Um, So when he uh, – I watched the, the video and I was like, here read like one page of Reggie, like maybe. And I was sitting – I sat back. Just and one like, scene, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. And he turns around when it was done – and he's like you like him like, dude, that was fucking crazy like why were you sitting on this you know so yeah <laughs> oh so we call him back the next day and he showed up and he knew that i never met him before so he showed up on his motorcycle with his leather jacket on his like gloves and all this shit full of leather and then he like walks in and it was like a Hi, how are we doing he's like girl let me tell you about it And it, it, it was just the funniest introduction because it, it was just he's, he's just that kind of guy but he's a very like positive dude <laughs> mm-hmm, very yeah. funny guy um and then um yeah, but everyone in the B-Story, like I said, Jimmy yeah. Steffens, shout out to him. Um, go on Spotify, look up Steffen Bags, Bags with Bags. a Z, S-T-E-F-F-E-N, B-A-G-Z. He <laughs> it only has one song out right now. But um, but no, so he was great in the movie. Um, and every every single person, I don't know, like, big shout out to... Uh, oh, and Jenna Smith, of course, too. Jenna Smith, yeah. And, yeah, and Scott
2: Blow, and of course, yeah. Ben. Ooh.
1: Rollins. Ben Rollins. Wren Wren yeah. Rollins,
2: yep. I don't know his last name. I call him O'Reilly That's yeah. his actual <laughs> character
1: name. <laughs> but no, yeah, shout out to everyone there. Um shout out to Joni's Creations, his mom's dress shop that was the kind of our post our pre like uh our, like, where we started at for the day. That was our nice. like headquarters yeah. kind of, you know. Nice. Um but yeah, all in all, everyone's been a part of it. It was a it. great experience and I hope that
2: we get to work with a lot of those people again, you yeah, know. Most nice. definitely. Yeah.
0: Nice. oh mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, you know, I commend anyone who puts that much work into a project. And are you uh, working
2: on anything right now? I know you were working on
1: a few things yes,
0: before we uh, are we're, Uh we're doing a, a film called The Chronic Crusaders, which is oh, a man. stoner superhero film where Kim Reynolds is the villain. Oh, that's wild.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys are going for it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you really, really are. are. Yeah. Trying to blow the roof off the joint. Yeah. Very <laughs> really yeah. nice.
0: Um, bef- well, by the time this comes out, it'll already have been done, but we're going to be doing a, well, we'll do, we're going to try to do a couple, like, uh, 12, 24-hour live streams where I'm just gaming, and we're going to try to donate, or, well, oh, <laughs> have other people donate, um, try to raise funds for the film, so well, um, I recommend, or hope you guys tune into that, and, uh, yeah. you know, oh, I, I would love way. to, um, you know, maybe we can talk about working on it together. I think that'd be awesome. I'm definitely looking definitely. for people to uh, to help with that, so yeah definitely, definitely we could be definitely
1: in talks about that Sound, yeah. that sounds like a fun time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even give a shit if it turns out good or bad it just sounds like a wild thing to do every day we're like are we really making this movie this is crazy yeah okay Well, on. that was like,
2: like when I went to DMACC and I met some of people there like yourself and I was after the pandemic. It was actually getting back into that social structure was weird. Yeah, and now, and yeah. now, now we're all out of it. I'm kind of really excited to start meeting more artists, especially after the right. film and whatnot.
1: It gives us more of a conversation to have. with Yeah, someone. something yeah, to show exactly. people, so that they, they so they can be familiar with what we can pull off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like- because so, I feel like right now, especially with before that we made that film, knowing it, we had I mean, nothing really to show very much. Like, really nothing. Not much. You know, a couple little, like, three minute shorts or something like that. Yeah. In the original short, but nothing, like, for real. So, like, they were, everyone took a huge chance on us taking all the time they took, like, the four months to be a part of the film. So, um, I'm, I hope that to them it paid off, you know, it did to us. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, they got the full experience, and, like, I was I was having fun even watching them work because they were so dedicated. And they were so professional. It's, like, they even knew, like, they know how small the project is, but it's, like, they still, they respected themselves and where they were at. And I loved that's seeing awesome. them all, like, just com- like, com- the camaraderie that came there. It was just beautiful to watch. Definitely-
0: yeah. No, that, you know, and that's something, you know... Me working in my short films and stuff like I've encountered too. Like, there's just something about this area and the area of Iowa where people kind of understand. Hey, we're not here to necessarily make a payday, but we're right. here to create some shit, and we're all gonna respect each other's time. we really actually cool. do it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Dude, most definitely. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah! Well, um,
2: what, when's the film coming out? Do you, well, do you it have was, an official date? It or? was supposed to come out this like fall, but like we've had a lot of like. Setbacks with, with just both time of post production. Sure. We're finishing up mixing in the sound, and we got to get into color. And but the, like Wayne's created this amazing soundtrack. We didn't have a soundtrack for almost a year, and I didn't start hearing one until about
1: August. Right. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, so every, pretty okay. much every uh, every like version of the film we watched that was over two hours long was like no no music or anything so it, oh, wow. it really dragged so a dry. lot more yeah very dry <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah so finally we got something put in there it works really well and um definitely enhanced everything for sure we're still tweaking with it still like mixing it and everything so sure. i'm
2: thinking about march 2023 2024 at this point it's like okay i should probably have more of a, a wider release but we might sure. have we're gonna probably start dropping some scenes like we did a, one recently uh, just a
1: little minute-long scene. Yeah, yep. we'll drop that. Or just so some, some more
2: promotional content just to get us up there.
1: Yeah, we want to start really boosting some promotional stuff. Maybe get, like, you know, against my better judgment, get some TikToks going or something. <laughs> you know, like. I, I want the idea of, like, cutting like, the first 20 minutes of it into like, cut the whole thing into, like, little 30-second clips and just post them, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. So you have a lot of content, you know? It's like, yeah, is that people would be like, oh, part one, then part two. And then if they go through the whole, you know, that'd be crazy, but...
0: You know, I heard they upload Mean Girls to TikTok. The oh, entire movie I've seen a in lot eight of, minutes, like eight, ten minute segments yeah, or something. Yeah, dude. That I've that seen
1: insane. a lot of stuff like that where it's <laughs> like, yeah, part one, you go through all these, like part forty-seven, like Jesus, dude. Like they have like streaming services like that. What's it called? I just watched a video on it the other day. I forget what it was called. Oh, like Real Something, I forget. But it was like, yeah, like they're like full-length films, but they're broken into sixty-one minute parts. So you, so you go through like it's like yeah, like it's like every, everything is one minute, and then like there's like ads in between shit, Every between like one minute clips of the movie. And you, they expect people to watch the entire film like that. It, it's all <laughs> vertical, too. You can't turn it, it's all vertical. Yeah, the way so like, I just huh, no, good <laughs> <on that. laughs>
0: fucking wild, fucking wild. Uh, well, hey, it was a pleasure having you guys in. Uh, where can people find you? Where's what's your social?
1: Uh, well, we got
2: our main social for the movie, which is which is just BVM Productions, BVM okay. underscore Productions on Instagram. And I think that's mostly just where we're at right now. Yeah, it's basically, okay. yeah. And um, of course, we got YouTube under Vansicle Studios. You'll find like most of the scenes, you'll find the trailer, and you'll find the extended preview of the film online, too.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, online. So we have a, a version online that's the first, 20, first 18 minutes of the film with no music on it. But it's like they have the first 18 minutes you can watch. Like mm-hmm. still, while that's still in its post production phase, you know, sure, so it's sure. not totally done. But yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, that plus the trailer plus the the recent clip and everything. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we will put links for all those in the description. So everybody go check that out, guys. I really appreciate you coming through. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us, man. Hell, yeah. Guys, Macau Stars podcast every Monday at 7 p.m. We got a website, MacauStars.com. We have a YouTube channel, obviously. You can find us everywhere. And we also have a Patreon where you can find exclusive content there for as little as, well, we have a $1 um, a month tier, and then we have a $4 a month tier if you want the, the whole enchiladas, they say. So go check that out. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.